don't need to have a lot of money to start your business because that misconception has always been there, even for me when I started. This is Business Fever NG Podcast, episode 24. This is a podcast where successful food entrepreneurs in Nigeria share their success stories of how they built their brand and the lessons they learned along the way. Welcome to the show. Our guest today is Kemi from Busy Breakfast. And I'm your host, Olumide from Barbecue and Cravings. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. I'm excited to hear um, stories of how you built your brand. Um, I see you do breakfast. And that's kind of a unique market that I have tried personally to try to break into in my own business. And I, I don't think I have succeeded. So um, uh, it'd be interesting to hear your input on how you built your brand over the years. So can you introduce yourself? Tell us your background and how old the Busy Breakfast brand is. Okay. Thank you for having me. My name is Kemi Aliu Abimbola, and um, I'm a computer scientist by profession, an ex-banker and food entrepreneur by passion. So basically, my love to care for people through good food and adding my creative touch through beautiful presentation brought about my passion for what I do now. So um, I'm the founder and CEO of Busy Breakfast, and Busy Breakfast is an online breakfast delivery company that specializes in customizing and creating breakfast boxes and trays for gifting. Yeah, so that's it. And Busy Breakfast is one and a half years old. Okay. And uh, before this, what were you doing? You're working as a computer scientist? Or? No, I I started catering about five years ago. So I started out as a catering in, in the beginning. But even when I was in the bank, I've, I'd always had this idea of breakfast because we had issues with getting breakfast in the morning. But, you know, the business I didn't even come to me until much later when I resigned and started catering. But when I started catering, the business wasn't growing because I discovered that um, I was doing everything. When people wanted um, um, homemade meals, they would call. I would do that. When they wanted food for events, I would call and do that. So I discovered that because I didn't create a niche for myself, it was hampering on the growth of the business. And then so... Much later, I sat with a business strategist, and she advised that I created a niche for myself in the food industry. And so the idea of breakfast just popped up again, and that was how I started. So I didn't start out with creating boxes and trays in the beginning as well. I started out making daily breakfast packs that were supposed to be delivered to busy professionals on the island and environs. So that's it. Okay, there's a lot of things. So you worked in a bank. How long did you work in a bank for? Uh, I I actually found the monotonous working in a bank. <laughs> I didn't I did I didn't work for too long. I think um three years. Okay. Or two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. So three years in a bank, and then you did catering for five years, food catering. Yes. So that, was that yes. when you do catering? Was that full time you were doing catering, or it was still like? Yeah, full time. Because I resigned and I thought, okay, uh, I had money and I was just going to go into the business. I started to buy equipment, which I realized was a very wrong move so you don't just resign and start buying equipment and think oh the business is just going to kick off like that definitely so i learned from that definitely okay so then you said you spoke to a strategy a business strategy so did you pay for that or was just like a free consultation yeah no it wasn't a free consultation i actually paid for that i did pay for that how long was so was it like a Walk us through that process. Was it like a conversation or it was more of like, okay. you know, we'll walk, we'll do like a one-on-one? Well, yes, like a one-on-one coaching session, which um, I'd always 
we had scheduled meetings. So every time I went in for a session, we discussed different things that needed to be done. And, you know, I just had to change the whole business model altogether. Mm-hmm. So um, we sat down, we even chose a name. We chose a name. Uh, yeah, she helped me choose the name Busy Breakfast. Because when I had um, the idea for breakfast, I told her, I said, this is what I think I should do. Because she was suggesting, um, she, uh, at the point she mentioned that there was no caterer in Lagos that did specifically northern delicacies for weddings. And that, of course, Aosas always have weddings and they will eat regular rice and um diem. So nobody was catering to that um, market, um, to that market. So she said, okay, this is what I'll be doing. Can I go and think about it and then come back to her? So I said, okay, I think it will be breakfast for me. So that was how we started. Okay, so how much was this uh, strategy? How much did you pay for that service? It was 100,000 Naira. Okay, and how long? So was it, how many sessions did you have with her? Multiple sessions. I can't even count. Because it lasted for a year. Oh, wow. Yes, it lasted for a year. And it was a one-time fee for a year. Yeah, we're going to classes for HR, marketing, and um, a lot of other things like the legal side of business, accounting. Can you share the, the strategy's name? Been... Because that's uh, so this this is lessons that you know, sadly, some of us learn like by mistake, like as we go along, mm-hmm. rather than from the jump. Yeah. So, can you just yeah. share that uh, if you can, um, the business uh strategies that you use to help you kind of okay. Just... Okay, it was with Comfort Sakoma. Comfort Sakoma is the founder of Poise Insider Network. Uh, say that again slowly, please. Poise Insider Network. Coins. C-O-I. Poise. P-O-I-Z-E. Poise Insider Network. Poise. In- okay, okay. Gra- yes. Fantastic. So I would want to get on the show as well, too, because this is, um, I feel like, okay, not to like talk too much about why we're doing this, but like mm. there's a lot we learn having a passion inside a business is easy it's like it's just in your head but then there's a reality tied to it yeah. and what messes us up a lot of times is that we lack the information and sometimes we don't pay for it because we're thinking we don't have the money but like True. when you pay i mean if you don't pay through money you're going to pay through time and like um, hard okay. lessons yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> and those lessons can easily break you so it's a good thing that you, you went through this and it, it, it also helped you narrow your your idea and to focus yeah. down because Again, you know, um, I've tried doing breakfast. A lot of places try doing breakfast and we don't get it right because maybe mm. it's, we just don't get it right. Anyway, you also said you were doing like um, individual breakfast before and then you now morphed yes. into this. So like how long did you do the individual breakfast? And then what... what we didn't get to do that for long okay. because we ran into issues with logistics. So it, was, it, was, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare handling logistics. Because the food would get there very late, and then people were always calling to say, I've not had my breakfast, and it's almost noon. So we had to stop and then, you know, think, okay, what other ways can we do this daily breakfasting? And then I think in the course of the business being on hold, trying to figure out how to undo logistics for the daily breakfast packs, I got a call from someone in Port Accord saying that she wanted me to deliver breakfast to her aunt and husband on the anniversary. And I'm like, okay, do you want the regular breakfast? But she said, no, that she wanted something really elegant. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know what? Give me some time. Let me browse through the internet. Let me see what I can come up with. But I'm not assuring you that they will look this beautiful, but I will try my best. And she was like, okay, no problem. Send me pictures and then I'll see if it's something I can go ahead with. 
So when I sent them, he said, oh, this is really good that I should go ahead. And then when I did it, the aunt was very happy. The husband was very happy. This It seemed like something really unique and they had never seen before. But after that, the aunt um, posted on a page on Instagram. And so a friend saw it and then decided to make orders for their own breakfast trays too. And that instance, I started to think, okay, it looks like people wanted something different from the ordinary. So It's amazing you're saying this because I think a lot of times businesses, we don't realize that. It starts mm, by solving sure. a problem. Yeah. And then you never realize that there are more, other people that have the same problem as well, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have, it's, I won't say it's luck, but like we're, we're in tune enough to see the opportunity. And I think you've yeah. also obviously done a fantastic job with it. Okay, Thank great. you. So, what's your typical work day? Well, typical work day starts around 3.34 a.m. Depends on how many orders. Yes, 3.34 a.m. Yes. Depends on how many orders we have. But before that, we do a lot of prep work the night before. And then we start to cook the meals because they're freshly made. So we start to cook the meals and then we ensure that most meals leave the kitchen as early as six, depending on the delivery location as well. So if we're delivering to the mainland, we ensure that the meals leave at 5.30. Wow. Because of traffic and everything. You know, it's an online breakfast company for now. So we still cook from our kitchen in that's in my own home we don't have a space yet that's fine i mean i think you should just do that as far as long as you can do it i mean if you're capacity if you're able to meet other people with the capacity i think that's fine yeah. so um we, you're up three o'clock you know you're getting orders out and then what happens the rest of the day i mean so let's say Ooh, this is only the rest big- of the day <laughs> yeah I, I don't get to rest. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's not that easy. Yeah. Because normally you would assume that after deliveries are done, I get to rest. It's more like, okay, others still come in and then you go grocery shopping, then you come back, do the prep work, then rest for a bit, and all of that. So it's just like a never ending cycle of work. But there are times that business is slow and then. You get to chill when business is slow. You don't get to do much. Yeah. This is also a full-time thing for you right now as well, right? Yes, it's a full-time thing for me now. What's the staff strength? Well, for now, I have myself and I have um, three part-time staff. Like, they come, yeah. I don't have them on my payroll, so they come. I pay them on contract basis. Okay. So I think. How do you transport the food? Because I'm, you're not using bikes. I can't imagine you're using bikes to transport all. No, those. we don't. We don't use bikes. <laughs> okay, for now, I use my own car for some deliveries, and I've also partnered with independent cab drivers, like guys that work for Taxify and Uber. Okay. okay. So yeah, I book ahead of time and tell them, okay, so we have a delivery location. You have to come in after so so time. So they handle deliveries, and then if there's a lot, I, I get to do some deliveries myself too. So that's how I've been able to manage that. Okay. And you go as far as the mainland for deliveries? Yes, we do. As far as Magodo, Ikeja, Yaba, wow. Bagada. Yeah, we do. Wow. Uh, do you charge for delivery or it's part of our... It's... We actually charge for delivery. We actually do. And it costs it cost, um, the same amount it cost you to actually journey from Aja to wherever it is you're okay. going. So like one because five, it's more like a charter there. Okay. okay. Okay, great. Um, there are other companies doing this as well. So I, I, I think I've seen a few other companies out there. What are you doing yeah. to make sure that you stand out as, as I mean, there, there is enough room for everybody, 
But what mm-hmm. are some of the strengths that you say that it's uh, it's a unique it's unique to your brand? Okay, thank you. Um, first of all, I would say is in the customization of the boxes and trays. I think that was what I started with. I started to customize them to suit the personality of the recipients, either male or female. So we change the napkins, we change the colors, we change the ribbons, so everything can match the profile of whoever is receiving it. And then we're also looking at that for in our strategy for 2019. I'm thinking that we should get our branded trays because we don't use branded trays for now. So you know, it's just all in in the pipeline. You said trays or boxes? Trays. Yeah, boxes. We make boxes. The boxes. Okay. Yeah, they have just say um, the English breakfast in them, and um, how do I put it now? It comes in a box, like a cake box, and it's wrapped and delivered like that. So when you unbox it, then you bring out your pancakes, your sausages, there's, there's juice, there's cupcakes. So it's more like a mini, mini, mini tray, something like that. Okay. And you still do catering events? I just saw you on Instagram that you have. Uh... Well, yeah, I still do catering events. Um, for people who knew me as Canelli Foods when I started, because I started with Canelli Foods when I started, and um, before I transitioned to Busy Breakfast, but people who knew me as Canelli Foods still come to me to say, okay, we want you to undo lunch for us. So I still get to do that on the Isn't side. it like a, a bit like surprising how the old business only has like 500 followers and the new one has like 19,000 followers? Oh, okay. Isn't it like well, like that? That means that you have a like a hit rec, like a hit, like a hit. Like people like one more than the other one. I mean, as far as it's a unique, <laughs> let's call it a unique product. You know, not more like mm. like one more than the other one, but like the, the market actually yeah. wants the busy yeah. breakfast more than the, the catering. Yeah. It's um again, I, I think as entrepreneurs, what we do is we we launch products and we hope that the market wants it, and true, if they want it, we true. respond to that. So. Yeah, it's it's good that you you found uh and and another like opportunity in the in the food industry to kind of just grow your brand. Yes, yes, because initially you think okay, this is what I'm going to start out with, and then it's the market that decides for you what you will do eventually. Because my idea for the breakfast was oh we'll be doing traditional Nigerian breakfast. I was really crazy about having akara and pap delivered to people's offices. Moi moi tapioca, yam and egg sauce. But when I started, I didn't really get orders for the Nigerian breakfast. People wanted English breakfast. And so I started to think in the line of, okay, why do people want English breakfast? Maybe they're tired of eating yam and egg sauce because it's something they can easily get or lay their hands on. But pancakes, waffles, oh no, okay, I think so that's a treat. People want to indulge in every once in a while. So we had to let that come into the menu. So that's how we started, basically. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I recently... Maybe like a month, maybe two months ago, I I got an akara recipe because I like okay. akara, but I don't really eat it in a lot of places because I think they always make it too oily. Okay. And, and um, we started selling it, but then because mm. I felt like again, most folks do not carry in the house is a long, it's a long yeah. process, you know. Yeah. And I've stopped selling it right now because the market just wasn't enough for me to keep it on the mm. menu, you know. So I think mm. breakfast is still a challenge for a lot of people. But Nigerians do eat breakfast, so like mm. it, it's it's just a challenge to figure out how to market it, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think again, the way you've done it makes a lot of sense, you know. Um, it's now Thank you. Every, it's not like an everyday thing. It's 
it's an it's, they're celebrating something it's like an event yes you know? yes so that, that's fantastic how much is the average Thank platter you. Okay, um, starting from the box, the breakfast box costs 8,000 naira and it's exclusive of delivery fee. Then we move up to, say, our mini tray. That's a mini English breakfast tray. It costs 20,000 and then up and up and up. Okay. And it fits <laughs> so different, yeah, more different than one sizes. person, right? Well, the mini tray fits one, but because of the wares, the jugs, the dinner plates and everything that comes with it, we don't get to go receive them. We don't go back to collect them. So they are yours to keep, oh, wow. and um, so all the costs are factored into that price. Wow, wow, yeah, it's a uh, packaging is a, is an issue here, you know. Um, to make yeah. That. Okay, can you give us the most challenging experience you've had? Mm, most challenging experience, I would say, still. Um, <laughs> okay, in in running busy breakfast or in my entrepreneurship journey. Entrepreneurship like journey. <laughs> this one is really embarrassing. It was when I first started. When I resigned from the bank, I went to a catering school or how to open, okay, culinary school to learn a few more dishes because I didn't know how to cook Chinese. So I learned that there and I thought, okay, I'm ready. So I started to get these jobs and they were asking me to cook Chinese. And I was like, oh, fine, I can do it. Not knowing that um, when cooking in your kitchen, it's different when you cook for events and when you're doing bulk cooking because the conversions, the measurements, and the method of cooking automatically changes. I didn't take that into consideration. And when I cooked and went to the event, in my mind, I was happy. <laughs> I was happy. We did the setup and, you know, people were coming to our stand to ask for Chinese. But people were coming back with their place and saying, oh, this is not Chinese. What did you cook? In fact, I was really embarrassed. I sat by my cooler of rice. I could not cry. Wow. <laughs> but I was not happy. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, you know, that experience for me, it was just like, okay, what can I do better? So I started to, on my own, practice more and more and more. So now I can say, like, I can cook Chinese very well. Yeah. How long was the yeah. culinary school? Uh, wasn't long uh, because it was a crash course. I did a crash course. I selected a few things that I needed to learn because I knew how to cook already. Okay. I used to cook. My mommy was into catering um, before, so I used to help her cook. So I knew how to do basically all these Nigerian meals. But I needed to learn continental dishes and these Chinese dishes. So I did a two-week crash course. It was somewhere in... We saw low. Was he Okota? I think Okota, yeah. Okota. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, um, yeah, we've all had... My first time I was grilling. I think... Uh, so you watch this in online and say, okay, fine, it's not hard. Put the charcoal in there, put the chicken in there, and then after two hours, okay. it'll be okay. I think I did about five, six hours, and mm. the meat was still very raw inside. Wow. But this is me testing now. So, like, I I, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's always... Uh, it's funny looking back to say how far we've all gotten but again yes. it's practice 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 and also yes, practice. continuous learning as well i think we have to be yes, very open true. to learn new things yes where do you see your brand in the next five years hmm. when i first started i wanted busy breakfast to become a household name um that would resonate with families when the thought of breakfast comes or pops up in their head because you know like we said nigerians don't eat breakfast so i was thinking what way can I bring families to share breakfast together? 
because that's also one way to strengthen family bonds. So I thought that, okay, for people who, busy professionals, like I said, they may want to sleep in on weekends and not even enter the kitchen to do any cooking. So we were supposed to, that was in the beginning, we were supposed to deliver breakfast on weekends too. But now, I don't know, I'm just taking one, I'm taking the business as it comes, one day at a time. So I really cannot say this is a busy breakfast to be in five years. But I am praying and I hope that it will be a sustainable business. Most of your businesses right now, customers, do you have a, a lot of home deliveries for like mornings or like Saturdays or it's more like sending to someone's office or someone's birthday? Yes, it's for birthdays, anniversaries and um, just because most times and then we get to do a lot of that during the week, then Saturday and Sunday still. Yeah, because you touched on something like, why can't it be like uh, me and my kids were, were home on a, you know, Monday morning and we're hungry? Oh, mm. but they have to call you ahead of time, right? So it's, it's something. That, yes. Yeah. How, how much true. is how long is the the lead time? That call you like a day before, or we we quite at least forty eight hours notice for all our orders. But even at that, we still take notices as short as twenty four or eighteen hours. Yeah. Do you think there's a business? Um, there's an opportunity for like, oh, I am hungry right now. My kids are in the house. I want a platter for like four people. Can you? Mm, I don't think that will work. No, I don't think it will work in Lagos, considering that there's always traffic and then logistics, you just cannot predict it. So I'll, I don't I'll think give that you a task work. if I can. Yeah. I, I think you should look into that as well, only because. Mm. So, again, you probably have to weigh the pros and the cons. So, okay. like, we deliver, we do, we do pancakes, um, okay. three pancakes, egg, and sausage. I used to do okay. the fancy ones, but like this is just my standard breakfast right now. We've always done that. And we have people okay. ordering pancakes and burgers and all that from like 9 okay. o'clock onwards. Mm. Now, I can imagine, you know, daddy, mommy, everyone's home Saturday morning. Or they, maybe they have a late Sunday uh, church service. And they're thinking, yeah. let's not cook. Let's just order like a platter. Why, mm, why am I going to order like burgers for like 9 o'clock in the morning? That's not mm. really breakfast kind of food. So yeah, there true. might be a market for that. But again, mm. it would be the logistics for challenge for on demand, yeah. and you can limit it to just Saturday mornings only. So you, I mean, most of these things, mm. flour, you know, um, you have it already in the house. Yeah, this is going to be the challenge of delivering, and then maybe the market. So I'm not sure what, what like, it, so it, we don't deliver beyond Ikoyi, and we go as far as BGC. Okay. That's okay. our service okay. area. Anywhere else, I'm sorry, but we can't offer you that uh, offer our okay. service. So okay. maybe you can look into okay. that and say, okay, if I'm in, let's say VGC, then I'll go as far as a cate. And if I get two, three mm. orders, no, Allah, it's going to pay for DSTV for the month. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's going to pay for like <laughs> Diesel or, or Mr. Big's meat yeah. pie, whatever the case is. So mm. I think there's an opportunity for that. Um, yeah, I'll look into that too. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, Thank you. What is the worst entrepreneur moment you've had? Period. Worst one. Mm. Worst. <laughs> I don't think about any yes. Oh, I don't think about any yes. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, great. Um, what is what are the challenges you think food entrepreneurs face? And like, if you were to talk to somebody right now who wants to get into the business, what would you be mm. telling them to like just be wary of? First of all, um, we don't need money to start businesses like we think we actually do. You don't need to have a lot of money to start your business. 
because that misconception has always been there, even for me when I started. I thought I needed a lot of money and I had the money and I was, I was just spending. But with busy breakfast, I was able to say, see, I'm not going to spend one dime until it was absolutely necessary. So I didn't buy anything until it was necessary for me to buy in the business. So I think that's one. Um, two, what, what could that be? You need to constantly research. You need to constantly research. I always do that. Google is, is your friend, like people always say. I'm always on Google when an idea pops into my head. I open my Google search and I just put it in there and I start to see everything that comes up in that um, search result. And um, be open to learning, like you said. So it's all about learning, unlearning, relearning, and um, constant practice. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. How much would you say you, you put down to start this business? Let's start with the catering ones because I'm guessing catering one, like I said, you made, <laughs> you made a bunch of mistakes on that. So let's yes. start with the catering business and then um, this food business as well. Like So like just a, a figure, an idea of how much. With the catering business, I had um, about $1.5 million because I bought things that I absolutely didn't need. Right up to now, I have a bin marine that I, I'm, I'm not even putting to any use. It's in my mom's house. It's in our backyard. And I look at it every day. I go to visit her and I'm like, see, mommy, can you give this thing out? Because I haven't even used it for once. So those are the things. This, that, that's an example of something that I bought that I shouldn't have bought. I just bought everything and I thought, okay, we will need this thing. So I wasted money. <laughs> so, so for this uh, breakfast thing, are you able to use another equipment or you had to like use your own? Yes, yeah. I, I'm able to use those equipment. Yeah, I'm able to use them. Yeah. I, I think, so, so what I did it, Ultimately, at some point, if you run the food, if you're in the food business, you almost have to have industrial equipment. Like at some yes, point, yes, yes, that's um, absolutely necessary. It's just a matter of timing. So, like when you start buying industrial equipment, then the 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 capital expenditure is just so much that yeah. it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna make things tight. But as you grow and expand, it goes back. to, yeah. I mean, it's okay to fall back to those things. Then you know, like even yeah. stainless steel tables, I didn't buy it until like a year and a half ago. Because I'm like sixty, seventy k for one. That's a lot of money, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, this this are things that um again we learn as we go along. And I use I buy used equipment. Like I go I'll go to Lawanton. Okay. I'll go to oh, places that, that are sense. shutting down. Oh my goodness! Wow, like, that makes sense. I bought everything new. <laughs> again, so um, Pussy is the jebel, and uh, I'm an accountant, and I didn't have money growing mm. up. So like I wanted the, and they, you know just not sure. You know you're not sure okay. like um. I made a mistake buying a deep fryer. Actually, it wasn't a mistake. Like, I thought we were, we were, things, demand was coming up. And then okay. I said, it makes sense to buy this industrial one. I bought it and I realized that I'm spending almost like 30,000 naira for mm. the oil every week mm. because it uses two oil. kegs of oil, mm. a keg and a half of oil. Wow. And you find like two, two, three chips at a time. It didn't mm. make sense. So I go to yeah, Ebano, sure. bought the tabletop, and that's what we're using right now because, you know, uh, so those are the kind of things that we learn as we go along anyway. Yeah. Um, at what point do you think you're going to get a full-time employee? Mm, I can't tell. <laughs> I really can't tell. So let's really say you have tell. like five orders a day. You'll just call, yeah. the, you, you'll call up. What's the maximum orders you've had in a day? Yeah, five. Five. And you'll just call yeah. the contract employees. What if they don't show up? Well, 
they kind of like sort of always show up. Then I have a nanny, so okay. she helps us in the kitchen every once in a while when okay. she, the kids are going to school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. 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 Recipes. Um, since you don't have a full time staff, so this may not be a. But do you share your recipes with the with the temp guys with the with the temporary staff? No. No. But if I'm I'm beginning to think that I should be able to share my recipe because I don't want to be there all the time. So I have my recipes written down and then the instruction on how to reconstitute. Like my pancake mix now, it, it's not um, the store-bought pancake mix. I actually measured out my own flour, baking powder, sugar, and everything to go into it myself. So I have that pre-mixed, which I do when I see that I'm, I'm running low on that. So I do that pre-mix and then I just reconstitute hard milk, oil, and eggs, and then it's ready to go. Okay. What advice would you give? Uh, I think you're gonna ask this, but I can ask again. What advice would you give uh, someone who wants to get into the food business? I mean, you spoke about let them learning, them not spending too much money up front. Like any other advice? Yeah, um, my advice would be that they should have a niche for themselves because you can't be everywhere. You really need to pick a niche and say, okay, this is where I'm going to be, and just on your skills so that you can be relevant in that field that you've chosen to play in. What's the capacity on, on a day? So, like, if you have 10 orders, can you get it out? Yes, yes. Yes, I can. Okay. What's the top-selling platter you have? Is it the box? Say again? The top-selling uh, or the most requested... Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the box. The box. Yeah, you guessed right. So, it's that's the box. pancake... Um, Yes, pancakes, sausages. It has a slice of mozzarella. It has a pack of juice, a fruit kebab, cupcakes. It has a croissant. It has syrup, chocolate, and um, I think, yeah, cheese. Cheese bread. Okay. What advice would you give your young self? Hmm. <laughs> I should have started earlier. Everyone says that, but like how early? <laughs> like what? Like... like when I graduated from uni. Because when I graduated from uni, I I sat down and I said, okay, see, I don't think I want to look for a job. My mom was like, no, uh, no, you must find a um, corporate job. You don't share. I'm like, ah, okay. You know, so weeks went by, no job still. And I went to her and said, mom, this is what I want to do. I cannot forget. I still have that diary up to this. I wrote in it that I wanted to become a personnel chef. And if I was not going to be... If I was not going to be a personal chef, that I would do grocery shopping for people. And, you know, that was not even a thing in, when did I graduate? 2006. So it was not even a thing in 2006 that uh, you have grocery shoppers, that you have personal chefs coming to cook for you and all of that. But Ramo was like, no, 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 you will not do that. You have to find a proper job. So looking back now, I'm like, okay, it's still more like the same path. I'm still kicking for people. I'm still doing grocery shopping for people. So why didn't I just start what I said I was going to start? Yeah, I mean, it's... It, I think the, the journeys we go on prepares us for, like, where we are right now. So every experience you've had has given you the the knowledge to be where you are right now. Like Yeah, like, yeah. For, for example, now I was impressed. You said you got, a like, a, a coach, like a business strategist. Most, yeah. most people don't do that initially it's not until they have yeah. failed you know like they have failed failed they're not being a consultant in 
to try to mm-hmm. fix an issue that they've already like they're already three four years or like a lot of mm-hmm. money into already mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. again uh, you know it, it's the, the the maturity you had as a business person is, is something that almost time like it, time has to elapse for you to get to that stage so yeah. yeah can you recommend a book or like a resource that you know uh, you can share with us that has helped okay. you in in uh in being a businesswoman that would be start with why by simon Sinek. ah i like him I like him. I yeah. like him. I like him. I like him. I, I like him too. <laughs> so one of the things he said, to, like recently, not recently, but I really hold on to is like, he said the goal is not to outlast a competition. No, the goal is yeah. not to beat a competition. It's to outlast a yeah. competition. Yeah. And, like, and then I, yeah. And I remember the one is where he mentioned infinite players and finite players. So you decide which you want to be. Do you want to be a finite player or an infinite player? Tell us about that if, if you can, because for those who don't really okay. know much about Simon. Okay, if you're an infinite player, you you know, there's no hang to the, to the game you're playing. You set the rules yourself. The rules are not determined by your competitors in any way because it's more like, oh, you, you have laser beam focus, you know where you're going, and then you're just doing your thing. So he, 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 made, a, he made an example where he mentioned Microsoft and Apple, where he had gone to, um, I think, give a talk at Microsoft and then was given a phone so when he left, um, he also went to Apple to give a talk and he was in the car with, I think maybe their CEO or something. So he showed the CEO of Apple and said, see, this is what I got from Microsoft. How come Apple is not rolling out stuff like this? And then he said, the guy said to him, um, what, he said, um, what did he say to him? He said, okay, yeah, I think he mentioned something about how really sleek and um, um, technologically advanced the the phone was, and then the guy said to him, oh, really, I have no doubt. I, I have no doubt. You say the Microsoft um, phone and um, the Microsoft phone is all of this and more. The guy just said, I have no doubt. So it was there you realized that, see, Apple is not competing with anyone. They are in their own space and doing their own thing and defining the rules of the games for themselves. So they are not there playing a finite game. But when you keep competing, you will not last long. Yeah. Only that, yeah, you won't last long because everything you do revolves around what your competitor is doing. So that is a finite game. You are fi- you're, you're, the, the game will al- always come to an end. So there you are a finite player. But if you're an infinite player, the game never ends because it's just you and you're doing your thing and you define the rules of the game. So that's and I hope I tried. <laughs> you, you did a good job. I, I um. So like, I I listen to his audio. I don't really. I'm not a fast reader, and I get distracted easily. So I'd rather listen to like audiobooks. And mm. um, you know, to start with the why thing, it, it's like you have to have that. It's like an mm-hmm. inner conviction on calling. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, I think it's also very important for every brand to understand why they're in business. Why? You know. Um. So another example they were giving, uh, he guy gave was like uh. The guys who were into, in, into like railway back then, they were they were thinking that they were into transportation business, but they didn't mm-hmm. see that because if they had seen that, then they would have been the ones doing the airplanes, you know, they would be the ones okay. doing cars, but they stuck to the railway. So it's like, where am I in business? I'm not in business to sell buggers. I might be selling buggers, right? Yeah. But I'm here to, as a, as a, you know, to help people satisfy their cravings, you know. So if yeah. that's why I'm in business, yeah. that means that if they want jollof rice, which even though I won't do this, but like I, okay. I think it's also understanding like 
how far you want to stretch your brand, but like yeah. each person's why is gonna be unique to them. You know, um, mm-hmm. like my setup exactly. It's not a fancy setup, you know, because I don't want you to come to my place because you want to come and lounge. I want you to come to my place because mm-hmm. you like good food. You know, yeah. um, I want great service as well too. So understanding that why, and when you stick to it, you will definitely mm-hmm. win. And um, yeah. I think that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Tell us one thing about you that people don't know. That's the last question that I, I want. To, I want to ask you today <laughs> that you can share as well. I like Eba. You like Eba? Eba with what? Eba with plain stew and fresh fish. Oh, it's plain stew. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's different. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you like the soft Eba or like the a bit of a hard Eba? Soft Eba. No, I don't do the hard Eba. Okay. So you can eat it any time of the day. Again? Can you eat it any time of the day? Yes, any time of the day, in the morning, afternoon, night. Okay. But I don't eat Eba three times a day, but I can eat it any time of the okay, day. <laughs> okay, okay. My pops is an Eba. I like Eba with like maybe okra and uh, mm. egg goosey. And I realized I like the hard one. I don't really care if, oh. have, if it has gums inside, <laughs> but I, 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 like, <laughs> I like the hard one. All right, great, great. Thank you very much for coming on the show. This has been uh, very insightful. Thanks for thank, thank you for very, having me. Great. I wish you. you more luck, more success, and then um, thank you expansion as well too. And I will say this: the fact that you know Simon Sinek means that yeah. you're thinking deeply about your business, and that's a positive yeah. thing. Um, I like the guy. Malcolm Gladwell is another person that you can check out. Okay. Um, Malcolm Gladwell. And then uh, okay. Seth Gordon, S E T H. Yeah, 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 S E T H. Yeah. Okay, you're on the right track there. Oh my goodness! Like that's it. <laughs> Those are people that I, I think it, it it talks about the DNA of of your brand. And once you start, yeah. once you figure that out, you will know that yeah. today you may not make money today, but if you stick to mm-hmm. it in yeah. four or five years, in four months, in four hours, you will get there. Mm-hmm. So that's very yeah, very true. key. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Thanks a lot, and have a wonderful day. Okay. You too. Thank you, Lily Bye. Uh, uh, ciao. If you like our show and you want to know more, please check out businessfeverng.com. Share the link with your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes. Join us again on Monday and on Thursday for a new podcast. Thank you.